Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. guest that we can get on the show is Jim Bowden. He's a former Major League Baseball general manager. You can hear him on Sundays on MLB Network Radio starting at 9 a.m. on the front office show with our dear friend Jim Duquette. Jim, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today via the 101 ESPN hotline. How you doing? I'm doing great. Great feedback on your show. Absolutely. We're thrilled to have you. So, uh, Jim, you know the big thing going on here in St. Louis this year is that the pitching just has not gone according to plan. When you look at the Cardinals' rotation, what they thought they were going to have coming into the season and what has actually happened with that, what went wrong in your mind? What a nightmare, huh? Um, Yeah, I mean, look, you don't know for sure going into the season that Adam Wainwright was done and had nothing left. He didn't know that, although we did see signs in the World Baseball Classic that we're heading there. Look, you can't – look, a lot of us looked at the Cardinals team, including me, and I thought it would be a really fun race between the Cardinals and Brewers when the season started. Uh, but when you don't pitch, it gets ugly, and and that's exactly what happened. And as you know, this is a team that's 22nd out of 30 teams in Team ERA, and that's not going to allow you to be a contender. It's just not – Offense has been okay, 11th out of the 30, and and the defense not what we're used to with the Cardinals outside of first base, third base, and a couple other spots. So, you know, it just wasn't um, – it's one of those years. Um, and you know what? Sometimes these years are good because it gets you a good draft pick the next year that St. Louis is not used to having. Uh, and number two, it allows you to really understand what you have to do to regroup and go forward. So moving forward, Jim, do you believe that the Cardinals can fix this in one off season? I mean, it's possible. Sure. I mean, the only difficult part with this is in order to fix it in one off season, you're going to have to play checkbook baseball. Now, the good news is the free agent market is loaded with starting pitchers. And and that's that's a really good thing uh, because you've got Aaron Nola out there. You've got Blake Snell. You've got Julio Urias. Uh, you've got um, Yamamoto from Japan, from the from the Oryx Buffaloes. You have Sonny Gray. You have Marcus Stroman. You've got Eduardo Rodriguez. You got Lucas Giolito. You got a couple of the Cardinal starters that you traded. So it's a loaded free agent market for starting pitching. So if if you want to fix it, I mean, you go you go sign two of the starting two of the starting pitchers, and you know you're, you're close. Then maybe make a trade or two, and boom, there you are. So I think it's doable. I do. Now, let's ask the obvious follow-up there, Jim. Do you think the Cardinals are willing to do what is necessary in terms of that that money that they're going to have to shell out in order to get these starting pitchers? I don't have that that answer because I've never seen the Cardinals over the last decade be in this position before. So, I, you know, I don't know. You know, a lot of times... You know, we look at the Cardinals as contenders, and then maybe when they don't spend money, it's you know they they are good enough without spending the money. 
and they seem to always have a winning record and always be in a pennant race and always get the, the postseason. So, you know, I've never seen him in a position where the team's embarrassing. That's what it is this year. The pitching staff's embarrassing. And so I don't think I don't think the DeWitt family or John Mosellock really have ever been in this position that I can remember, or at least it's been a long, long time. So we'll see, because I don't think there's any question. If you don't do something dramatic, then you're, you're going to have a tough time because, you know, Milwaukee is going to be primed again next year. They got at least one more year with Corbin Burns in that, that rotation. And the Cincinnati Reds are coming. And if their young starters continue to improve, they're going to be a team to be reckoned with. And the Chicago Cubs have improved, and they have an owner that's ready to spend money. So, you know, St. Louis is in a situation that if you don't, have an aggressive offseason, then you won't be relevant next year. Jim, in terms of aggressiveness, and the answer to this could be both, but do you see a stronger emphasis for this Cardinals team on the rotation side of things or the bullpen? I mean, look, for me, it's the, the rotation. You know, you can't sit there and have a rotation where, you know, Adam Wainwright's got an 870 RA, Libertor with a 570 RA, Michaelis is interviewed, is over four. Matt's is kissing four. You know, Woodford, in his starts, he's well over five. Uh, Dakota Hudson, inconsistent, but he only, I think he only made, what, three starts. I think the rest were bullpen. You know, it just hasn't been there. You have to build a rotation if you want to if you want to win. I mean, it's, it's, it's too hard. Not that it can't be done, because certainly Tampa has proven it. You know, San Francisco is doing all these openers and trying to find a way, but you know, legitimately, you at least need two or three starters at the top of the rotation that you can count on every fifth day. So, Jim, I went through your list, and people can read it over at The Athletic. You have great, not not only the rankings, but the write-ups that are underneath these guys over on The Athletic with your top 30 free agents. I just went through and pulled out all the starters, and I kind of put them into what I would consider to be tiers from your rankings. Uh, tier one okay. was Otani, and I'm going to cross him off. I don't think we even need to spend any time here in St. Louis talking about Otani going into the offseason. I had yep. tier two as being like Snell, Urias, and Nola as kind of the legit front end starters that are available on the market. When you think about those three and how they could potentially fit into the Cardinals rotation, who do you think maybe makes the most sense for their philosophy, how they pitch, and what you think those guys are likely to get this offseason? Uh, any of the three. <laughs> you take any <laughs> of the three, honestly. Now, it's tricky. The three names you mentioned are tricky. Nola's not having a good season. Right, um, the CRA is like four and a half. So he's got a great, he's had a great career, but he's also leads the league in home runs right now. I don't know why. Um, he's, he's throwing his fastball a lot less than we've seen before. Throwing his curveball a lot more. I'm sure that's because analytics are telling him to do that. Uh, but I think we have to really watch the next six weeks to see how he finishes the season. Um, Blake Snell is one that you got to jam your brakes on because. You know, he had the Cy Young year with Tampa, and he's having this year in his free agent year, but where was he in between? We've never had consistency, right? So there is risk there. And then Julio Urias, who has pitched great the last couple of times out, but I mean, he's had a subpar year where he just, velocity has been down, the command has been down. So when these guys are right, all three of them, as you mentioned, are top of the rotation starters. The problem is in 2023, they all have pimples. And it's a matter of which ones do you want to pop. <laughs> so the other problem that you have is that you've got a lot of teams right now that need starting pitching that are contenders that need it to go over the top. You have the heavy spending Yankees that have to go get pitching. You've got the Red Sox that has to go get pitching. You've got Tampa that's going to be without McClanahan next year, Rasmussen next year. 
Uh, they need pitching. Um, and so Baltimore needs pitching, and they got a chance to win the World Series. The Cincinnati Reds need pitching. Arizona needs a pitcher. So there's only so many to go around in the bidding war. You know, you've got Scott Boras representing a lot of these guys, too, which makes it even more difficult. So whatever's out there is going to be painful to do, and they're all going to come with some kind of risk. Jim um, I, I just want to dream and just get all three and put them on the Cardinals and then be the favorites to win. Yeah. Yeah. Me too, Jim. That's that checkbook wonderful. off season right there. In the meantime, I, I don't know how likely, but I do <laughs> like the idea of it. Jim Bowden, by the way, is our guest here on 101 ESPN. Uh, Jim, when you look at Snell, Urias, Nola, those three that we were just discussing, are, is 25 to 30 mil per year on like a five to six year deal? Is that kind of the market that we're talking about with those guys? Yeah, that's the ballpark you're going to have to live in. Yeah, I know. I know it stinks. And, and I'll remind everybody, you know, look at how Strasburg's contract worked out. Look how Carlos Rodon's is working out. You know, I'll, I'll caution people that the risk that comes with these signings is scary. But you have to do it. I mean, you know, how, unless you have developed them, unless you have them in your system, you're gonna have to take you're gonna have to take a chance if you want to win. So, That's where the Cardinals are right now. They have put themselves in this spot where there's no one to point to. You know, the days of Wainwright are over. The days of Carpenter are over. The days of Flaherty are over. You don't have that anymore. You have to have that. So speaking of risk, Jim, every time we bring up either Nola or Snell's name, the text line we have goes crazy and says, you don't get any of them. Go after Yamamoto. Thoughts on this type of pitcher if the Cardinals go that direction? He's a solid three-starter. I got to see him in the World Baseball Classic. And I really liked him because he's got touch and feel. He's got poise. He pitches north to south and east to west. He adds. He subtracts. He gets you to chase. He brings it back on the black. He takes it outside of the black to get you to chase. He'll throw breaking ball to start you out, or he'll throw it to finish you. He knows what he's doing. But he's a three. He's not a one. He's a solid three that's going to give you innings. Um, and I like him. I like him a lot. He's not going to start game one of the World Series for me. He's going to start game three. So that's that's kind of how I see Yamamoto. So I'm okay if you want to go get Nola and Yamamoto or Urias and Yamamoto or Snell and Yamamoto. Now I'm feeling better. Jim, just kind of as a follow-up with this, because you said like it's scary to go after those those big fish in free agency and pay 25 to 30 mil, especially when you look at how, how the past has gone. What scenario would be scarier for you, though? Spending that money and going after one of those pitchers this offseason or shying away from that if you're the Cardinals and saying, let's shop on the next market down like they've done in the past? Look, I'm not afraid to go in the next market down if you're going to get multiple guys. I mean, if you're going to get Yamamoto and Stroman, Yamamoto and, and Sonny Gray, Yamamoto and Eduardo Rodriguez, I mean, I'm okay going that way and then take take one of your young outfielders and trade them to the Marlins for one of their young starters and go about that way. That's fine. Um, you know, I thought one of the things that, that the Cardinals were going to do at the trade deadline was was shop Goldie either extend them two years. If you're not going to be able to do that, can you get a, could, could you get a young starter? Could you get a Lazardo or a Cabrera as an example from Miami and try to add a starter that way? Bottom line is you got to rebuild the rotation or you're not going to have a chance. I mean, Cincinnati's going to have Hunter green. They're going to have Andrew Abbott and Nick Rodolo. They're going to have three pretty good starters. Milwaukee's going to walk out there next year with Burns, Woodruff and Peralta. And what are the Cardinals running out there? I, I guess Michaelis. Mats. I mean, what, what, what are you running out there? Matthew Libertor. Yeah, it's Michaelis, Mats, and Libby is what they're kind of looking at right now. And it, they, they know they, they know they have to go out there and do something, that, for sure. But that, 
but that's fine three, four, five. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to take your payroll and you got to put it into two starters. You know, start with Nola Urias and then run out the three you just said, and I'm fine. And your offense is top, top third in baseball. If you put your guys in the right position and play the right guys, your defense is going to be good enough. And, and then now all of a sudden you're in the hunt. You're not going to be the favorites, but you're in the hunt. And now you're looking at that tier three. Like I've, I had Otani, and then I've got Snell, Urias, and Nola. And then with Yamamoto, you got like Sonny Gray, Stroman, Flaherty, Rodriguez, Montgomery, and Giolito. And, and Jim, I, I just kind of crossed off Flaherty and Montgomery. I don't think that the Cardinals are bringing either of those guys back. I, I don't right. think they're going to be signing Marcus Stroman. Last time he was a free agent, I, I had heard it very unlikely that they're going to be a team that signs him. I would say the same thing is likely true of Rodriguez. So really it kind of whittles you down to gray versus Giolito in that next tier of free agent. If you're kind of comparing those two guys and what they can bring to a rotation, who would you prefer to have on your team between Sonny Gray and Lucas Giolito? Oh, Sonny Gray for sure. For me. Yeah. I mean, I love his secondary pitches, the curveball, you know, the sweeper that he's come up with, the sinker, the cutter, the change, it's effective. Um, you know, when he gets locked in, he's really, really good. I, so, yeah, for me, that that one is really easy. Giolito is, is interesting, um, but he's so inconsistent. Like, he shows us flashes that he can be a top-of-the-rotation starter, and then he doesn't. And he never seems to do well, like, the first time he goes somewhere. Like, I wasn't surprised he went to the Angels and got hit. That doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, he, uh, by the way, he's a great baker. He bakes great cupcakes. Um, brownies, <laughs> seriously. Oh, yeah, he's a, he's a serious baker and a really nice guy. And I really like him. That's uh, a cardinal right there. Yeah, I was going to say, you just basically signed his contract. Right now. <laughs> so, Sonny Gray is a little more of a competitor having a really good year so i'm i'm, I'm gonna go sunny gray over g little but honestly where you guys are i'll take them both sure very true jim i need and you that, to... that's the point that's the point is you, you don't it's not like you need one you need two and then you need a young guy to emerge you need hence to come out of nowhere and be a guy jim i need you to help me with this fantasy world i'm living in with logan gilbert either tell me it's a reality or help me get over it like a badass you're not getting him okay jim i tried to tell him i listened to your show on sunday mornings i heard their general manager come on and say hey we're not trading our young starters and he won't listen to me no he's not i've talked to jerry depoto several times on this issue Uh, you know at one point i tried to get him to do bryce miller for jonathan india that was before he had the plantar fasciitis but it's not it's not happening and and I, I think it's a smart play not to trade those guys. I wouldn't trade any of them if I were him because he's six deep. So all he's got to do is build an offense, and he's a post, he may be a postseason team this year because of them. But there's no way you're getting Kirby or Gilbert or Castillo or Bryce Miller or Wu. All those guys have just nasty stuff, and that's going to allow him to compete for the next several years. And by the way, I think they're the front runners to get Otani. So you're going to put Otani in that rotation with those young kids and put him in the lineup. That's a thing. Now, that being said, if they do get Otani, that may allow them to trade one of those guys, either Miller or Wu at the back end. And that might be something that makes sense for St. Louis for one of the outfielders. But you're not getting Gilbert or Kirby. Good. I'll delete the I'll delete the number then, Jim. I'm done with her. <laughs> there we go. We, okay. we finally got Thank him you. off. Thank of that you, one. Jim. It was a toxic relationship. Jim, we'll get get you out of here on this. Uh final question. And we appreciate the time as always. Jim Bowden, our guest sure. here on 101 ESPN. Nolan Gorman is a name that gets brought up, as you can imagine, quite a bit here in St. Louis. He's been having a tremendous season, 23 years old, on pace to hit 30, 35 home runs this season. 
he's also going to be somebody that generates a lot of trade interest in the offseason if the Cardinals were to make him available. If you were in John Mosellock's shoes and that was a piece that teams were calling you about in order to get that starting pitching that you're craving, would you consider trading Gorman or would you would you say that is a guy that we're not shopping because of the profile that he brings? I will listen on everybody, right? That's what I have to do. I mean, you can't have untouchables when you're in that job. So, you, you know, what starter can I get for him? Right. I mean, if I could get your Logan Gilbert, Gorman's gone. What time's the press conference? Can I get Kirby for him straight up? What time's the press conference? You got to tell me what the return is going to be. What if it's like, uh, the like Brian I, Wu, Bryce Miller level? No, I, I mean, I like Gorman. I think he's a 40 home run bat when he's when he gets to his prime years at age 25. I think you're going to get 40 bombs from him. And I like having that. I mean, are you going to extend Goldie or do you have Goldie just one more year? If I know this team him? at all, I think they're extending him. Okay. I mean, because that, that also plays into it as well. Um, I mean, look, I prefer to keep um, Walker still my favorite player there. I know he hasn't lived up to what he's going to do because he's going to do it next year instead. But he's going nowhere. I don't want to trade Gorman if I can keep him. And by the way, I don't, I don't even want to trade Carlson unless I have to. And I'm afraid they're going to trade him. And it's going to be like Arizarena and Adolis Garcia. And he's going to come back and haunt you. But I think they're going to trade him for pitching in this off season. And I think that'll be a mistake. Cause I like Carlson, but you got to play him every day. You have to have confidence to play him every day, which obviously doesn't exist. And he hasn't put up numbers, which I get, but the talent is still there with Dylan Carlson. It's always a pleasure to be able to catch up with you. I'm sure we'll do our typical off season preview as we get closer and closer to the end of the year as well. Thanks so much for the time today, man. And we'll be talking with you again soon. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate Thanks, Jim. It.